Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in to Loretta McNary Lives, and it is Tuesday, and guess what? As we promised, it is the reload, the relaunch, the re-inspire, the season premiere, the can't wait, is, can't wait to hear him talk, so glad he's here. It is Loretta McNary Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. We have missed him over the summertime, but I know he is ready and on fire. He is so on fire and ready. He was calling me like at 7 a.m. this morning asking if I was ready. So everybody, without any other um, further ado, other than to say thank you for listening and making us one of the top 300 shows out of 15,000 on Blog Talk Radio, the world's largest online radio talk show network, and we're in that top 300. Couldn't have done it without you guys, so thank you so much. Welcome back, Michael Farmer. It is good to be back, Loretta. Wow. As they say, it's glad to be back in the saddle, man. I'm ready to ride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to ride and laugh over people. Yeah. It's time. It's perfect timing. I'm going into a new season um, physically, and, you know, we've been talking about seasons. We've talked about so many things, almost getting ready. Well, we're getting ready to celebrate our one-year anniversary of launching Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, and it has been, as you say, settled. It has been an amazing ride for not only our listeners, but for me as a host and as a person, as a mom, as a business owner, as a woman, you know, I've changed. I'm so much more uh, inspired. My spiritual muscles are way bigger than they were a year ago, so thanks to you. So I'm ready to get it started. Well, this is good to get started. It's, man, I have been through, the last few months have been one ride, I mean one roller coaster ride, and but it's been it's been the fast roller coaster ride. <laughs> it's been the downhill <laughs> version. <laughs> So you have to lift your hands up and scream, with it? So that's what it's been like. So, you know, I've enjoyed it. I can't complain. But it is it's good to be back. It's, it's good to be back in my element. I've uh, been in a totally different mode for the past two months, and now I'm trying to, to get back to the business at hand, get back to being about to fall. Yeah, you're going through those growing pains, and we often go through them not only as entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, but we go through them as people, as men, as women, and it seems like you were having a lot going on on all levels, you know, um, with your business, spiritually, personally, because you had some goals and that you're meeting and you met them. And so I just want people to know that, um, when you see people and, and it's, it appears to you because you don't know the entire story that they just have it going on and nothing bad ever happens, they never struggle, they don't have obstacles, they don't go through, their family is all perfect, they have the best little children and, you know, everything is so robotic for them. But if you just spend some time with them, I'm sure, regardless of who they are, they can tell you some stories and it's probably that they're going through at the same time. So it's, our joy is not... In the, pre- in the absence of things happen is the courage to go on in spite of those things. So, my 
Michael, I don't know. I'm sure you had a great topic for us today, and we'll be led by the Spirit, of course, to really talk about some things that our listening audience can benefit from and to inspire them, to challenge them as well, because we don't want to just, we're not yes people. We're not here to agree with everything you're doing. We're here to just um, give you the word. And Michael talked about that when we first got started about how um, Jesus talks about, I only say what the Father says. I only do what he tells me to do. So that's what we're here for. If it makes you laugh, if it makes you feel good, if it, like, is it a man in your corner, that's good. But we are here to, you know, step on your toes, our own toes, because that's the only way we can grow and become the men and women God created us to be. That is right. So I was trying, man, I couldn't even think about all the topic because I had so many to choose from. I I opened up the arsenal, and I said, wow, Lord, which one is, do I do? And I was up late last night, and I was going through, and I said, wow, I can't believe I wrote some of this stuff. So, uh, But I, I did one a, a couple of years back, and I've been kind of ready to do this, and I think now it's a really appropriate time to get it done. And this one is called Redeeming the Health, Redeeming Your Health. Mm. And, of course, as you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, no spiritual basis. Probably if I told you different tools from what you've heard before, but it, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that you will be blessed by it, because I was blessed by it. And that's all I can guarantee you, unless I'm blessed. So without further ado, let's get into it. You ready? All right. And I, I love that topic because, you know, that's near and dear to my heart. That's near and dear to our president, First Lady's heart, and so many wonderful people um, that you know, we know physically those we know on, on social media, too. A lot of people are talking about, you know, their physical health and getting their bodies, you know, fit and fine and fabulous at 40, at 50, at 20, at 30, at 60, at 80. So I'm so glad. And it's so apropos that you chose that because we're going into fall where, you know, there are more excuses. It's cold outside. It's, it's dark outside. I can't work. I can't do this. I can't do that. The holidays are coming. People have a, a tendency to overeat get depressed and overeat some more and make bad decisions based on feelings. So I think that's a great topic today. Absolutely. So, yes, we're ready. Okay. Well, of course, you know, I'm going to pick up a theme scripture for it, and it comes out of very, very familiar passage, and it's found in 3 John 2. The 30 Epistle of John, verse 2. Okay. Is John what? I'm sorry. Third John, the third epistle of John. Uh huh. Not the gospel, but the epistle. Right. Found back, <laughs> found back right before you get to the book of Revelation. That's All right. That. And what um, chapter? What verse? Uh, well, just go to verse two. It's only one chapter. <laughs> All right. I knew you were going to say that. And I'm liking this too, Michael, because what's been on my mind has been two people in the Bible, um, Gideon, I want to do a study on Gideon, and I'm finishing up my study on Nehemiah, and of course, you know, he was a rebuilder as well, and he rebuilt um, more what people thought was just a physical building, you know, um, rebuilding the wall, but it also ended up being a spiritual rebuilding, and it was just amazing, so when you talk about rebuilding our health, Oh, my God, what better example, or one of the best examples or a great example is Nehemiah, you know, as a rebuilder. Oh, yes, it is. I'm loving this already. 
Oh, this is uh, and it's and this is, and I like to always kind of get some background on scripture because this is it's important because in the time in which we live, people can take scripture completely out of context, and and so I want to just kind of let you know that you know this this actually is a it's a salutation from John to one of his uh, brothers in the faith, Gaius, and it's found right in verse one. And then in verse 2, he just comes out and tells him. So like you do a greeting in any letter, you know, you wish him the best. I hope this ever finds you in the best of health and all is going well. well this, is, this is what this is. Well, verse 2, is, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. So he's, he's praying that or he's believing that this letter is finding his his friend or his brother in the faith in the best of health, even and not just physical health, but also he's praying that his soul is prospering to the same degree that his physical health is prospering. And once again, that goes back to balance in your life. You know, you got to have that balance, you know, physically and also, you know, in the soul realm as well. And, you know, the, the spirit is already full grown. He's there. You don't need any growing so we have to focus on the part of growing physically, growing in the soulish realm, and we're growing to the same degree. Once not high, once not in other flow. You're doing your mind is doing well and good, but your body broke down. Mm. So this is a so so. That's what first this message of of I think a few years ago. And I, I wrote it for uh, a seminar that I was doing, and it was, I titled it, you know, Redeeming the Health, you know, Redeeming Your Health. And the word redeem simply means to buy back or to get back. So it means to redeem means to buy back or get back your health. Mm-hmm. Now, the word health uh, in the, of course, let's look at the Webster's. Uh, definition simply says physical and mental well-being. It also means free from disease, pain, or defect. It also means normalcy of mental and physical functions. So even Webster even put that in, uh, put that in there that your mental as well as your physical are all normal. All those functions are running at normal capacity. And believe it or not, if I, I had an opportunity to read a dictionary by Webster's from, I think it was like the early 1900s, 1902, I think it was. And wow, you're talking about a dictionary <laughs> that is full of scripture. Mm-hmm. Most, most people don't know Webster was, a, was, a, was a, a devout Christian. And if you look at one of his early dictionaries, you will see nothing but scripture references throughout his dictionary. Hmm. So See, there's something up. already I didn't know. <laughs> so Learned yeah, something saying, already, uh, and we're just a few minutes into the show. Love it. <laughs> exactly. I, I just happened to be at, well, I was up in somebody's office one day, and they just had it out open, dictionary. But I, I like the dictionary. It's one of my favorite books. If you look at my Facebook page, two of my favorite books is the dictionary. Because I just, I just believe in always knowing what words are and not just spewing them out of your mouth. So Webster mm-hmm. said it's, once again, physical and mental well-being. 
normalcy of mental and physical functions. It also means free from disease, pain, or defect. And, of course, no God wants us all to be free from that. He wants to be free in all regards, not just spiritually, not just being redeemed from the clutches of hell and fear, but also wants your body to be delivered from that. Now, in the, now the Greek word for that means to have sound health or to be safe, sound. It also means to be whole in your body. Uh, it has its basis in another Greek word, soteria, which means uh, to be rescued or to be made safe, and that's physically or morally. So when, when you're talking about health, you can, it's almost a synonymous term with salvation. So he didn't just die so we can be saved spiritually. He also died so we could be saved or made whole or rescued physically. That's why he took those stripes on his back, and that's why the scripture reminds, reminds us that with his stripes, we are what? We are healed. Well, he are we are healed look. by his stripes. So, so you got to look at that word heal, the word, the, the a root word in the word health is, is to be healed, A-T-A-L, the first four words in the word health. Most people read straight over it. So, <laughs> so and I so, just so got that myself. So I was one of those people. So again, you have enlightened me. That is so true. Mm. So, 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 think the word help means to walk in continual healing. That th means a continuation. So, when you're walking in health, that means you're walking continually in what God afforded for us through His Son Jesus Christ when He died on the cross. Never forget that. You do not have a right to be laid up in the hospital sick. You do not have a right to have all these uh, abnormalities going on in your body. God wants you normal, physically as well as mentally. Physically as well as in the soul realm. So God desires for us to have similar degrees of physical and soul health and prosperity. He wants a proper balance of both of those. So with that in mind, uh, look at James chapter 1, the book of James. You know, I love that book. All right, James chapter 1. Ooh, it seems like I can breathe easier since I started. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Of Thank you, Lord. Can. Thank you, Lord. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now, that word, that word save there is the same word for health. So, so receive with meekness what? The engrafted word. That means that you, you take the word off the pages of the book, out of the, take the word out of the, the mouth of the speaker, you take the words out of out of what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you and you engraft it into you. Most of the word engrafted is, is like it's a, like a medical procedure or it can be an agricultural mm-hmm. procedure. And I'm quite sure if you've been burned before and they need a skin graft. Well it means just yeah. to move it from, to move it from one place and make it a permanent part of another. So once that skin comes off where you say you're fine, you need a piece to put on your on your forearm, then that you know, that part of your thigh is gonna heal, it's gonna cover back up. So leave a scar a reminder. But the part that needs to be healed that needs healing, 
is going to receive that. So, so that's what a graft is. So God wants the word to be grafted from the pages of the book and make it engrafted into your mind into your memory, into your imagination. We talked about soul, you know, the, the, the soul part of you in, in, in previous shows, and hopefully we'll get back around to that at a, later, at a later date. But I just want to go to the scriptures here to show you that he wants us to lay apart, first of all, lay apart all what filthiness. I'm going to read this from the Bible in basic English so you can make it, make it plain for you. It says, wherefore, lay aside all filthiness and abounding of wickedness. That's what superfluity means. Lay aside all filthiness and abounding of wickedness, except with meekness the implanted word. So this same word, you're taking it from one place and putting it in another. The implanted word, which is able to save or to, or to deliver or to make whole or to rescue your soul. Now, let's get on into the other parts of it. And we're going to, with that saying, we're going to talk about words. Most people don't realize that your words have a, dead, a direct correlation between what we say and what we, what we say and our overall well-being is affected by the words that we speak. That's so true. And, and the Bible tells you. You know how you speak things into existence and, you know, that the words of your mouth. Okay. I, I'm so glad you're getting ready to say what you're getting ready to say, Mike. <laughs> so, 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 the next time you hear someone do an organ recital, you may talk about what's, ooh, my arm hurt, my back hurt, my blood this, my sugar this. I, I call those organ recitals. <laughs> you're going down the recital, you're talking about, you talk about what it is when you you need to speak what you want from them. Even I could I could be hurting right now, and I I will refuse to say to order magnify the reality of that hurt. I want to magnify the, the reality of who I want to be. Exactly. So that's why I, exactly. I, I confess, you know, Lord, I I just refuse to allow your strife to be in vain. Therefore, I I refuse to allow any sickness or disease to to come upon my body or to come within my body. And if it does, it has to dial contact because of the anointing. And when my body is out of that, you know, out of that sense of normalcy, that's that's my confession. I believe that I'm healed and made whole. This only came to pass. I don't know why it came, but it came to pass. I don't know who brought it to pass, who brought it on me, but it, it came to pass. So those are those kind of things. So I never magnify the problem. I magnify where I want to be. And we do that with our words. So with that said, well, let, let, let me give you one fact to, uh, to put with that. Words are the only things that it takes both sides of the brain to produce. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that. Words are the only thing that takes both sides of your brain to produce. The, the left side deals with the internal speech part of it. And then the right side deals with the understanding because you can't speak anything that you don't understand. It has to be an understanding of what's coming out of your mouth in order for you to properly, you know, verbalize something. So, right, and that's whether you understand the truth of the word. If you feel like you know, then it deals with your internal truth, not necessarily like real truth because some people don't know. Well, I'm trying to say. 
you know how you can tell a lie? Because people think that it's, that's the truth, but it's, it's a lie. So what is happening, your brain deals with um, reality. It doesn't understand jokes. It doesn't understand um, fallacies that you're doing on purpose. It understands what you think and what you're saying, and it understands the word. And when you use a word out of content, that's what you know, though. Even you know, you feel like you know that's the real content and the real purpose of that word when actually if you look at Webster or whatever, you'll find somebody else who knows that knows it's not real. So I just want people to understand that it doesn't create wrong. It doesn't create lies. It does what you what you believe. Exactly. It, it, that might and be a little more deeper than what we're trying to do right now, but I just want people to understand that when you said that yeah. the left part, you know, Verbalize and the right part tell you know tells you what it is. Yeah, like that. Remember the the, the left part deals with the internal speech part. That's where your internal speech mm-hmm. begins, and then of course your vocal cords <laughs> is the one that vocalizes or gives sound or wind gives sound, you know, to your words. And then the right side deals with the understanding because if say I want something to you know to eat. You know, I have to find the words that's going to say, okay, I want something to eat. Whether I'm saying it in English or whether I'm saying it in another language, I still have, there has to be an understanding in order for that word to be formed. And as you said, whether, whether it's a lie or not, that word still has to be formed through some type of understanding in your mind. So that's, so that's why I say it takes both sides of your brain to actually produce words. That's the only function in your body that it takes both sides of the brain to produce. And those are words. Ooh, Michael, you three for three. I knew that in a in a big sense, but to really internalize it and to break it down like that, I never thought about it like that. That words are the and that's why they tell you that your thoughts become actions. Exactly. You know, your words become thoughts and your thoughts become actions and your actions become your way of life. So, exactly. oh, my goodness, we're, we're deep today. Woo, we're so deep today. So, <laughs> I love so it. So I don't care. I don't care what you think. The moment that you begin to vocalize what you're thinking, you have now just given life to that. Why? Because it's, it's coming out of the life center, which is your brain. Yeah. So so you you can think it. I can think all day long I want to slap this person sitting next to me. As long as I don't do it or say it, <laughs> everything is going to be good. So, <laughs> and that's why my kids my sons are growing up, and they would spend, yeah, they would spend their allowance, and, and they were like, "I'm broke." I'm like, "Please do not say you're broke. Say you're temporary without cash flow at this moment, because you have. Because I don't want them saying they're broke, because I know that that your your consciousness tries to make that happen. Your you know it goes out, and your angels are dispatched, and everything's working to to do what you just spoke out of your mouth because you have that kind of power. And the Bible tells us, and we just take it so uh, we don't we don't take it serious when He says that the power of life and death is in your tongue. So be careful of the things you say because you give power yeah. to them once they release out of your mouth, like saying I'm broke or I don't have no money. I mean, come on, <laughs> be careful of that. Because you keep speaking that self-prophecy. It becomes self-prophecy, even if you're playing. Because, again, your subconscious don't know the difference between reality and, and, and a joke. It has yeah. no sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> so just be careful of what you say. I know people who go on and on about problems that they're having. Well, you're just you're just speaking more of that. You're speaking more of that. Like Michael said, 
Speak what you want. Speak the exact thing that you want. You don't want more sickness. You want healing. Exactly. <laughs> so you can't speak the sickness if you want healing. Like, you know, you have to, there's a song of, uh, called Shout You. It's shouted out. It's shouted to the rooftop. So I just, go on your front driveway and just sing it to the top of your lungs. I trust it. Trust me, if you, if you have that audacity, you you actually believe what you're saying. <laughs> but 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 sometimes sometimes you know desperate desperate things or desperate times call for desperate measures. You have to want it bad enough, and you know words are there. You know you you have to think about your words. So there is so so just make that note. There is a direct a, a direct correlation between between what we say and our overall well-being. And he's already told us right there in the Word with that salutation that he's wanting our soul, the physical part of us and the soul part of us, to prosper and to be in health. He said even, that word even means to the same degree. They're all there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not more or less, the exact same degree. So our soul. So let's go on. Let's let's look at a few. Let's look at a few uh, scripture reference. You got to think, and this and this came forth way back, you know, thousands of years ago when when the word was going forth. In the book of when Solomon was, you know, the book of Proverbs, you know, this book of wise sayings, you know, was being was being penned. You got to think they didn't have the, the technology that we we have today. To know all these things. No, they didn't. <laughs> Anything like technology. So let's, so let's so let's let's look at Proverbs three. Let me let me get back to my King James. I feel like I feel like being old school today. All right. And verse one says, "My son, forget not my law, or forget not my word, but let thine heart keep my commandments." Look at verse 8. It says, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bone. So he was saying, he said, even my words, <laughs> the words that I speak, he said, they can be health to your navel and also marrow or morphing to your bones. Look at uh, Proverbs 4 and 22, just next. Let's go to the next chapter. Talking about the words producing health. Let's look at verse 20. My son, attend to my words, and climb thy ear unto my sayings. Let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. That's, that's the soul part of you. And he says, for they are light unto those that find them and help all the flesh. So there it goes again, you know, it's a direct correlation between words and health. Mm-hmm. And so so you think this this person is, a, is an authority figure over the listener here. So it, it's the same way, just like a, a parent can speak words to a child that's three, four years old, and it forms who they are to this day. Their words did that. Why? Because they receive those words. So words are very important to your health. Look at Proverbs 12 and 18. 
Just gonna be doing Bible bread here for a minute. <laughs> Well, look back at verse 17. It says, he that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness showeth forth deceit. That's what's, in, that's what's inferred there. There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is what? Help. So the tongue of the wise. And the basic, and we talked about the wisdom of God, basically, someone wise is you basically saying what God says. But when you say it's when you when you're saying what God's saying or you're saying what his word says about any particular situation, and we're talking about your health here, then he said health is in those words. And it literally means medicine. Mm-hmm. Or cure. It also means deliverance. It also means a remedy. It means to be sound, it means to be wholesome. Same Greek word is it's salvation, so there is, it's all there. And let's look at uh, one more. Let's look at Proverbs 16 and 24. Okay. Proverbs 16 and 24, and Michael is coming from the New King James Version today. No, it's regular. It's, 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 it's not the New King James. It's not the New King. It's the regular. Oh, the old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Old. It is just King like James. Right. Like there I'm is going a difference. There is a huge difference. I'm going old school today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there well, is well, 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 I tell you what. Look at. Let's back up to verse twenty-three. It says, "The heart of the wise teaches his mouth." So we're always talking about wisdom. So that's why the Bible reminds us. You know, be Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to rap. Always think about what's coming out of your mouth. So the heart of the mouth, of the heart of the wise, teach it or direct his mouth and add in learning to his lips. Southern words are as in honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And those are pleasant or pleasing words. And those and that's words that are agreeable. Say so say you're in a situation where you're always in conflict with someone and there's no agreement. It, it can it can it can affect your health eventually. Now I'm quite sure people can attest to that. Say when you're in a situation where you know you know a relationship is going really bad. It actually affects your health. So pleasant words. And and, and 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 there are some more I can go on down here, but I don't want to hang around that point too long. So so just pin that that uh, uh highlight well highlight that that says there is a direct correlation between what we say and our overall well being. So if you want to redeem your health, start watching what you say. The next part of redeeming our health, and of course, we deal with the blood. We are when we know the blood of Jesus is what makes us clean. But we we want to talk about your blood today. We want to talk about your blood, and we know that the life force of our bodies is blood. That's our Genesis four. 
You take all the blood of y'all right now, you would drop dead. And not all of it, but just enough. Enough to affect your... Uh, so that's Genesis... What I say? Genesis 9, I'm sorry. Genesis 9, okay. Okay, for some reason, they want to keep taking me back to Proverbs. It must be something Proverbs I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Genesis 9. Let me get there. Okay, Genesis 9. Now we know everybody knows where the book of Genesis is located. Mm. First one. At least we want to believe that. Well, you can't find that, then you need to get in the prayer line. So <laughs> And we'll, and, we'll, and, 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 we'll, and we'll have that at the end of the show. So it looks at so look at verse 3. It says, Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb I have given you all things. But flesh with life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. So he's saying that we should not eat things that contain blood. Why? Because there's life in that blood. Why don't you want to take on the life of something else when you already got human blood that gives you human life? So if you take on the blood of something else, that's that's when the confusion causes in the body. That's why all these things happen. So we know that the life force of our bodies is the blood. And another reference to that is going to be Leviticus 17 and 11, which says, well, the life of the flesh is in the blood. So the life of the flesh is in the blood. And we're going to talk about that in detail in a few minutes, in a few minutes here. And let's look at the next point. It says that uh, even the ancients knew that bones were a source of sound health. As I said, even, even back then with all the technological advances that we have today, they knew that the bones played a very important part in your health. So let's go back to Proverbs again. So let's go back to Proverbs because your bones have specific functions. Like, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. I want to put all that together. I just want to read, kind of lay the foundation right now. So even the ancients knew that the bones were a source of soundness and health. For the Proverbs 14, when I mean by ancient, I mean those who came on thousands of years before us <laughs> and have a Bible. And have a Bible to refer to, but they knew. I guess how God gave them that in Western. It says a sound heart is the life of the flesh. Talking about your mind there. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. Or sound, as you talking about from a physical as a point of view, that we're talking about the physical blood pump there. And it is the life of the flesh. Why? Because it's the thing that just circulates the blood through the body. The heart is the main pump of your circulatory system. It says, but envy, rottenness of the bones. So so, so the opposite of a sound heart is what? Envy. So when we're operating in this envy, then you're not operating with a sound heart. Another word for envy is jealousy. Mm-hmm. And 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 we know jealousy produces anger. It produces internal uh, internal anger. 
And then at some point that anger is manifested. For a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy, the rottenness of the bones. Let's look at one more scripture to go. Go to Proverbs 17. It says, few books over. Proverbs 17, let's look at verse 22. Talking about redeeming your health. It says, a, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. What type of heart, Loretta? A merry heart, a happy a merry, heart. <laughs> that's right, a heart that's rejoicing and gleeful and glad. I mean... It said it does the heart good like a medicine. He said, but a broken spirit dries the bones. So like they even then, thousands of years ago, they knew that in the state of not being happy and they're broken in spirit because of, you know, whatever happened, it dries the bones. It dries the bones. In other words, it, it affected your health. So now let's let's talk about so let's let's talk about some of these these scriptures that that, that we just covered. Now of course we talked about you know the blood you know being being the life force in our bodies. Now just from a practical or just from a standpoint of knowledge or science, we know that just from Living, we know that if you cut yourself and you and it doesn't clot, you're going to bleed out. And if you bleed out, guess what happens? You die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we we know that as as reality. That's what happens when some people get shot. Sometimes it's not the injury itself; it's just that you know they bleed to death. Now, when we go to the doctor, one of the main things they talk about is what your blood. They're going to take some blood. They're going to look at, first of all, they're going to look at what part of your blood, Loretta? What part of your blood? Yeah, well, well, well what, what aspect of your blood are they going to look at when you go to the doctor? What's the first thing they look at relative to your blood? Oh, your blood pressure? Your blood pressure. They That's what they always look at when I go, so I'm not sure. <laughs> they always check out my blood pressure first for some reason. And then they want to take the blood to get your white blood count, see, you know, white yeah, blood count, yeah. red blood count. So so when you go to the doctor, they triage you, which means they're going to take your weight, they're going to take your temperature, and they're going to take your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. That's all triage is. <laughs> and from there they do an mm-hmm. assessment of what, what needs to be done. And they ask you what's wrong with you. Well, why are you here today? So blood pressure, and of course we know blood pressure is the force exerted by blood on the arterial walls. And the law, as long as that pressure is normal, like I said, you health means that you everything is operating at normal, at a normal state or a normal capacity. When that blood pressure is high, it's exerting too much force against those arterial walls, and eventually puts stress on those walls. And, and we know all what comes with with that. You know, you can. You can have, you know, strokes and heart attacks and all kinds of things that comes with having high blood pressure. 
And on the flip side, if you have low blood pressure, that means you're not having adequate blood being circulated to all your vital organs and things. And it could be just as dangerous as high blood pressure. I suffered from low blood pressure. I suffered from low blood pressure one time. But they finally realized that it was once over the years it stayed the same. So they said, so I I have a condition called normal low blood blood pressure. But it's it's no it's not as low as it used to be. They talked to man, you have an excellent blood pressure. But at times that we get low, and you know it could it could it could cause just as many problems like as it does if you had high blood pressure. The next sure aspect can. of blood yep. that they're gonna look at. So the next aspect of your blood they're going to look at is the cholesterol. We know from know from science that there is good cholesterol and there is bad cholesterol, but the function of cholesterol is to build and maintain cell membranes all throughout your body. That's what they do. And we know when, when you have you know, a lot of bad cholesterol, it, it clogs up those arteries and clogs up those arteries. So we're talking about blood health here. Then, then also, thirdly, we they they check. I'm gonna leave this to you. What what are part of the aspects of your blood they check, Loretta? Called blood health. <laughs> I told you when I go, they can't get play. My blood pressure. Uh, so I don't know. Okay, we have there's there's, there's there's pressure, cholesterol, and the next one. Anemic. Oh, no, uh, oh, okay, the sugar. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. The three yeah. main things that they check is blood glucose, and blood glucose is the primary energy source for your body, for the cells in your body. So when your blood glucose is low, you're not getting enough energy to those cells in your body. Some people call it blood sugar. Same thing. Right, that's what I was saying. They call it, you know, your blood sugar. They're checking the blood sugar, exactly. but... The technical term, the medical term, is glucose. Glucose, yeah. exactly. So, 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 there are three aspects of your health that and that you have to maintain. One is your blood pressure, your blood cholesterol, and your blood sugar. And for the most part, a lot of that is within our controls. And what I, what I mean by our control, we're talking about nutrition, exercise, rest, and stress. And we're talking about all proper levels of all four. Once again, we're talking about things that you can control when dealing with your blood is, first of all, nutrition, mm-hmm. exercise, rest, and then stress. Those are four aspects of our lives that we can control. The one that we cannot control are the genetics. And and because you cannot control the genetics, we need to leave that to the hands of the doctors and medical science and ultimately put it in the hands of God, put it to the hands of God. Like that, only be concerned about what you can't control. Right, and what we can control are those things. We can control, you know, our nutrition. What are we eating? How much are we eating? 
And exactly. it takes some education on our part because some people say, well, you know, I always ate that, and my mother and them ate that, and my grandfather, and they yeah. lived a long, happy life. Well, you know, they also didn't just – their lifestyles were different. You know, they were yes, always they were. working. They were always doing something. They weren't just sedentary, uh, sedentary lifestyles. So no, they were workers. They were pure you workers. You also control your exercise. Something is exactly. better than nothing. Yep, it moves like Michelle Obama. Just move. Even even the Bible says it's in you that you live and you move and you have your being. God wants you moving. You just get up and move. You don't have to go outside yeah. the wall. Just get your just 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 bend your knees, do down, come back up. You can do that a hundred times and you'll be sweating like a foul. <laughs> yeah, everybody can do some type of exercise every day. And now I'm guilty. Do I do it every day? No. I mean, but I know I should. And most days I'm doing something. Do I do it an hour a day? No, hardly ever. But I'm moving constantly throughout the day. I don't just sit at the laptop. I don't just, and I never sit and watch TV. I don't even have a TV in my room. I don't, my, my only two TVs are my son's room. So I don't do TV. I'm always working. I'm always moving. And do I still need to do that 30 minutes of that? Yeah, that's, and 30 minutes is just maintenance. It's not to lose weight. If you're trying to lose weight, then, of course, you've got to exercise more. But we're just talking about easy stuff that you can do, like, right now, today. <laughs> today? Yeah. For lunch, because lunchtime is now for a lot of people. Lunchtime is coming up for people. So that if you're going to have the McDonald's or whatever you're going to do, at least walk a few blocks today. You know, you, if you have an hour, use some of that time to walk. These are simple that you can do. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it, 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 there are so many variables that go into it, and we can, you know, this is this can go on and on and on. But we just give you some basic things to uh, kind of remember, and I can, and, and all of these points actually have a scripture basis to them. And I'm actually going to give you some of the scriptures that actually go with go with all of these. Uh, so remember, uh, there are the physical and, and the physical and mental health factors. There are four of them that are within your control and one that is not. The one that you can't control is are your genetics. But you can't control your nutrition, your exercise, your rest, and your level of stress. And remember, you want that proper balance in all of them. So nutrition, we talk about nutrition, we talk about exercise, and next is rest. I mean, you got to get the proper amount of rest. And just, I mean, that's just sitting and not just and resting and sleeping. It's not the only rest you can get. Sometimes you have to just sit down, shut everything off, and let your mind, let the soul part of you rest. Let your mind rest where it doesn't have to sit there and just process information, think about what you got to do. And God created a day of, God said he made a day for everybody to take advantage of, and that day of rest is, and we call it the Sabbath, but it, it simply means rest. So when you violate the Sabbath, guess what? When you violate your day of rest, guess what's going to happen? It's going to affect uh-huh. your health. It's going to affect uh-huh. your health. And and I always I always do this test with people, and we we kind of go down the uh, the uh, the Ten Commandments, and you got some of them they wouldn't dare, they wouldn't dare break. Oh, I wouldn't dare see. I wouldn't dare for me. I wouldn't dare covet my neighbor's wife and his stuff. I wouldn't dare have no other God, you know, before my God. And then you get down to the part that says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. They feel like they can just run down with a straight over. 
Whoa. Again, the command is not suggestion, everybody. They're not <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> but 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 you but can we take all like of those that sometimes. Exactly. So so you can't pick and choose, you know, the ones. Because I always tell people if 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 you live by the Ten Commandments, you can live a very fairly decent life. But all of those commandments are now wrapped up into one commandment that says, love one another as I have loved you. And that didn't make the job any easier. <laughs> but we have to love one another. The same way Jesus loved us. And, man, and he, and that's, and that's talking about sacrificial love in a lot of instances. And that's giving people what they, what they need. And sometimes that can be really tough. And, of course, the last one is stress, you know, you know, everybody knows there's good stress, there's bad stress. There's good and bad everything. There's good nutrition, bad nutrition. There's actually, believe it or not, there's bad exercise that most people realize it's not. No, that's true. Good exercise and bad exercise. We always talk about finding that balance. You got to think balance. I like to say balance is the sweet spot of life. If you find balance, even the Bible says that. A just weight and balance is God's delight. So if you're walking in balance, you're walking pleasing to God. Not too far to the left, not too far to the right, but operating in that state of normalcy, what I call it, that always in, that, always in maintenance mode, always in prevention and maintenance mode, and not always in repair, in repair mode. Most of us are always in repair mode, and God just wants you in the mode of prevention and maintenance. So like your car, if you if you do prevention and regular maintenance on your car, then you don't always have to be at the repair shop. And sometimes the repair is probably three times as much as what you would have paid if you had to just prevented some things, maintained some things. And as the old adage says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I've always lived by I that was old, thinking that, that you adage. read my mind. And, again, I want to put a disclaimer out there, and I love how you're doing this uh, redeeming and rebuilding our health. We're not talking about health in terms of um, what size you should be, how much weight you should weigh, because that's all relative. Our biggest thing, and my biggest thing, even with my, my own life and, of course, my, through my TV show platform, I talk about health and fitness, being more healthy, becoming fit in terms yeah. of um, your body just being strong and resolute and free of any disease and sickness because, again, we have exactly. the power within us and Michael's giving you scripture. So we're you're not going to hear us saying that you should weigh whatever, you should be this size no. because that's so relative and that's so unimportant to me personally what size somebody is. But I do want you to eat healthier every day as often as you can um, and just try it. You make a mistake or you do something you said you weren't going to do, that's fine. Just start back over the next meal. So don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself down. Don't give up. Don't quit. So just keep it going. Every decision, you know, every moment you, you get to make that decision. So we understand that it's important to a lot of people to be a size whatever, whatever, or the way or whatever. But for us and our message, because the Bible doesn't address size, you know, that everybody should be a size 2 or every man should be like a 32 or a 38 or whatever, the lower 40. So that's 
so relative to the person. We just want you healthy, not only spiritually, but um, physically and mentally as well. That's true. So now that we've talked about the blood, let's talk about the bones. Let's talk about the bones. What do the bones do? Well, first of all, bones give shape and strength to our bodies and also help maintain balance in our bodies. So the bones, mm-hmm. first of all, give shape and strength to our bodies. If you haven't broken the bone, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I broke my left wrist in two places. I fell out of the tree when I was uh, a, uh, a young, a youngster, and it broke it in two places. <laughs> so I, I know what it's like to see not able to move something when that, or something not supported, that the wrist was hanging down. It's probably one of the ugliest things I've ever seen before in my life. But I, I know what it's like to have a, <laughs> to have a broken bone. Of course, we've seen some things on TV with broken bones on football plays and stuff like that. It just about almost, you know, to repulse you. But we, we know that, you know, one of the main functions of bone is to give shape and strength to the body and also help maintain balance within your body. Uh, secondly, it helps protect your vital organs. That's what bone, that's what your real cage is for. That, you have to think all your vital Organs are encased inside of a cage called what we call the rib cage, and that's your lungs, your kidneys, your heart. As I say in, in other uh, other shows that we've done, everything that you see on your body, you can actually live without. There's very few things on the inside of your body that you can live without. Very few, very. <laughs> that's why God was so for honor. That's why God bestows more honor on the parts of the body that we cannot see. So we talked about that once before. But so what, what the second function that bones give, they protect vital organs. The third one, guess what bones do? They produce red and white blood cells. And, and we know that's the function of blood marrow. Marrow is what produces red and white blood cells. So that's why they, they knew that it was something about the bones that added life and spice to your life. And we and that part was, of course, the bone marrow. And it also stores minerals that the body needs. Over 20-plus minerals that your body needs are stored in your bones, calcium being one of them, iron being another. So it stores, stores minerals that the body needs to function. Now, some other facts that deal with you know, your blood, and I think you mentioned once before, you know, the function of your red your red and white blood cells, they both have functions. And there are cells. Talking about the cells of the blood, my blood at the cell level, you have red blood cells, white blood cells. And the red blood cells just carry oxygen throughout the body, and you need oxygen for every part of your body for things to fly. And white blood cells, we all know what white blood cells mean. They fight infection. infection. That's why when you have an infection, they see your white blood count is high. They mean that there is some infection somewhere in your body and you need to find out where it is. And that can be one call for it. Now, now, relative to the volume of your blood, you have platelets and you have plasma. Platelets make up 45% of the volume of your blood, and plasma makes up 55% of the volume of your blood. Playlists aid in clotting, and that's what 
and we know when it's blood doesn't clot what happens. You can bleed out and you can die. And then the plasma is what helps distribute all the excretory hormones to your body. So so the plasma is one of the major carriers to your excretory system. We know why some of your and we know that could be the thyroid, your pituitary gland, uh, your hypothalamus in your brain. So is there so many parts in your body that excrete hormones throughout your body, and that's what blood plasma does. And I don't want to get too too deep into that. So these are some of the aspects that I thought that I feel that are important that a believer needs to know to maintain their health. Have a health. And and you if you think about your blood, because the blood is the life of the flesh. You you have healthy blood, for the most part you're going to have a healthy body. And like I said, and when you get into the other aspects of it as far as the shape of the body, the weight of the body, all the aesthetics and everything, none of that is pertinent to your life. Unless you get them unless things come completely out of control and they start affecting some of your internal functions. So let's take good care of that. We have to redeem our health. If you don't know how to control your physical body, then there's no way you're going to know how to maintain and control God's spiritual body. And we know what his spiritual body in the earth is the church. That's why he spoke in parables. I'm, I'm giving you something natural to understand the spiritual principle. But that's he's giving us these physical bodies and call it up the body of Christ, which is a spiritual body. If we can't understand these natural bodies, there's no way we can understand what the spiritual body is all about. So so that's the correlation I want to make between those two, and that's why redeeming your health is important. If you don't understand physical and mental health, there's no way you can understand the health of the body of Christ. It will be impossible. And that's a whole other show within itself. <laughs> I know, because can you believe it? Our time is almost up. But, Mike, I'm telling you, this has been it. a great study. I love how you you educated us. You took things that we probably, those who are, you know, our age or younger, we, we learned this in school and probably forgot about it. But it's so critical if you're going to work on redeeming and rebuilding your health or if you're already at a high level of, you know, fitness. and But this is still some stuff you need to know. So if these things are out of whack, you may not even see it physically yet. So it's, it's important to know, and I've said this before, know what your numbers are. So know what your numbers are, and those numbers include the scriptures too. And, again, engraft this word into your heart. Exactly. You know, Michael talked about this. So that's, that's what we want you to do today. Michael, you're awesome. You came back with you came back with vengeance, and <laughs> you were not playing. You didn't take a, I you know, you didn't play around. Me. You just got right in there, and I thank you for that. I told you I was going to come out swinging. <laughs> I was going to come out swinging today, cousin. Man, I've been sitting on I've been I've been sitting on all of this word for two months, man. It's, I've been oh, I I've been just trying to find the right opportunity. We have like less than a minute left. The show just went so smoothly, and I thank everybody for listening. Michael, you know I'm indebted to you. I thank you for this teaching, this word, this Rama word today, because um, like you said, in the, you know the Bible says. 
um, John wrote in the third epistle, Beloved, I wish you all, above all things, that you be in good health as your soul prospers. And I kind of paraphrase that. But thank you, Michael, so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael. You can find us on Facebook. You can Google us and get our email addresses and websites and all that stuff. We thank you for your time. And may you prosper in good health and spiritually prosper, too, all the days of your life. We'll talk to you very soon on next Tuesday, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.